Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you will receive alerts when there are new episodes. Go get it. Grinding for so long, I wake up and chase my goals. I go out and I go get it. How to code, that's all I know. I don't succeed, then I don't breathe. Success, what does it mean? If I conquer all my goals, then I'm living out my dream. Dig deep, go out and get it. Success Chronicles, compete until it's finished. Success Chronicles, go take care of your business. Success Chronicles, it's deeper than just winning. Success Chronicles. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chip Baker coming to you with another episode of the Success Chronicles. And today we are here with Miss Catherine Burmeister, a great lady doing some really neat things. I'm so excited to have her on. So first off, uh, thanks so much for taking the time to interview with the Success Chronicles. Thank you for having me. I'm excited about sharing my story with y'all. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you know, talking about your story, if you don't mind, let's dive into it. Uh, share your story and check your story till now. Sure, sure. So um, I'm an only child raised, born and raised in Atlanta. And from a young age, I really uh, figured out that I wanted to be in the law. And a huge part of that was reading uh, To Kill a Mockingbird and Letter from a Birmingham Jail around the same time. So even though MLK obviously wasn't a lawyer, the idea of standing up for what is just and what is uh, morally um, and socially right, even though it's not at the time, maybe, um, really stood out to me and was a very powerful message. And then the idea of being a lawyer and taking that to the next level. So right, wrong, or indifferent, it tends to be the case that if you're a lawyer, people, you know, listen to you more. And so being able to use that as almost a vehicle for getting my message out there and making a difference in people's lives. I've always been a very sympathetic and empathetic person. So the idea of being able to make a difference for people that might not otherwise have that ability um, by being a lawyer and by, you know, sharing their message and actually, you know, speaking on their behalf is what's really important to me. I love it. The, the empathetic and, and that, man, it's always great to help others, you know, be kind, uh, be empathetic. I think uh, when you do that, you know, the big man sees fit to take care of you always. Yeah. 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 So that's what I what drove me to law, and um, I worked backwards. So I knew I wanted to be a lawyer. So my senior year in high school, I exposed myself to the legal field, mm -hmm. um, starting as a law clerk. And then over the years, I you know went through different firms, and finally went to law school and got out on my own. Um, I worked for a couple of law firms before I actually opened up my own law practice, and now I'm have my own practice as a personal injury lawyer. And it really allows me to give a voice to the voiceless. Um, yes, people have a voice, but when you're going up against those big insurance companies that couldn't care less about you, unfortunately, um, it's, it's, you have to have somebody uh, to advocate on your behalf. So that's, that's what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. But how I got here is really kind of tumultuous situation. But um, as those situations kind of go, they're one, one of the best ones that happened to me in hindsight. So um, it was good. It's good. I'm in a good place with my own firm right now. That's good stuff. Well, what are three things uh, that you've accomplished in your life that you're proud of? Yeah. So I'm a big proponent of mental health. Um, it's been a big part of my life um, throughout my ha family history, but also for me personally, I've dealt with anxiety and depression since high school. And so really actively managing that, being in tune with it, not fighting myself, 
Um, so learning to live with and manage uh, my mental health and be in a really good place is a huge accomplishment for me. Um, and I think more people need to do it, quite frankly. I think everybody can benefit from it. You don't have to be diagnosed to benefit from working on your self-care and your mental health. So that's a, that's a big one for me. Um, also, the idea of overcoming an addiction to the status quo. So I actually just wrote a book recently that's going to be released um, March 15th. And it's called Overcoming Addiction to the Status Quo. And it's because that's what ultimately led to me having my own law firm. Um, I finally got past that idea of, you know, what do other people think? What, you know, what, can I do this? I'm so young. You know, yeah. what are other people doing? It finally just shifted, you know, in my mind that why not? What's the worst that could happen? Um, and I've been so much happier for it. And uh, I feel like I've accomplished so much more because I've finally been able to overcome that addiction to the status quo. And I don't use the word addiction lightly or flippantly. I genuinely believe that it is something that people are so um, consumed by almost to the extent of drugs or alcohol, but we don't talk yes. about anywhere near as much. Yeah. Um, and we get swept up in it because everybody else is doing it. And you know, what, what treatment program is there for that? Um, so I, and I, that ties in with the mental health, right? I think everybody can benefit from really stepping back and, and looking at themselves and what they want out of life. So, and then out of that was really believing that I'm enough. I had this mentality growing up, I think a type only child self-imposed, but the idea of I always should be something or I'm not enough. I could be more. Um, so really getting to that point where I proved to myself that I was enough and that really allowed me to achieve those other things um, in terms of kind of overcoming the addiction to the status quo as well. And those are three great things, mental health, becoming an author, the book, and, yeah. and realizing that you are enough. And I think it's important that we understand that you have to look within to win. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, just as I heard you talking, you know, it made me think about a lot of the things that you discussed is like introspective self-reflection, doing the work on yourself, yeah. uh, which allows you to be so great for so many people right yeah. but it all starts with you taking care of you yeah because you only yeah there's only so many hours in the day and you gotta take yeah. care of that self first i think of it as like being on a plane with the oxygen mask like they would say put it on yourself first yeah. it's incredibly true you've got to take care of yourself first or else you're just not going to be able to do the best thing that you can for others yeah i want to share this quote with you yeah uh, so as we're talking about that there's a, a big time businessman that i interviewed David Chin, and he said this quote, and it blew me away, right? He said, uh, you know, we don't have to strive to conquer the world. We just have to strive to conquer ourselves. Oh, yeah. That's the truth. I mean, yeah. you're your worst enemy in so many ways. Yeah. The idea that, um, you know, just having that defeatist attitude, even things that you would never ever say to anybody else, right? Never in a million years. Yes. You convince yourself that it's true, even though you could, you would never again say it to anyone else. So that really is um, overcoming your own uh, worst enemy, which is yourself sometimes, and believing that you know you are worth it and you can do it. And what's amazing is everybody's dealing with it, right? I mean, I don't nobody care wants who to you are. It. Yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to talk about it. I don't care who you are. You we but, have to grow yeah. through something for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, just hearing you talk about your story. Uh, hearing you discuss the things that you're proud of, I will consider those things to be hugely successful. So 
Uh, let's hit on success. What is your definition of success? Yeah, so I really think uh, living a life that you know you're you're proud of and you're happy with. And I know happy is such a subjective term, but to me, happiness is living the best version of yourself. So if that means you know you have passions that take you all different places, or if that means you know you live your life, you know, giving to others, it doesn't matter what it is, but the idea of being in tune with yourself enough to know what you really are passionate about and care about. So ultimately overcoming that addiction to the status quo to live a quality life and a happy life, because the reality is you're never going to be on your deathbed wishing you, you know, what worked more. I mean, I don't care how much you love your job. You're never going to be wishing you worked more. You're not going to be wishing you kept up with the Joneses in terms of who has the biggest house or, you know, whatever the case may be. You're going to wish that you had those experiences in life where you enjoyed yourself, your time with your other people that you care about, your family, your friends. Um, And that's really what I think success is at the end of the day, because success isn't a car, success isn't a big house, success isn't, you know, a yacht. Like you can't take those things with you. Um, And I'm, I'm a spiritual person but I don't presume to know what's afterwards. So I know right now is my one shot to be the most authentic version of myself, um, which is really overcoming that addiction to what everybody else perceives as being what we need to follow. Come on, Catherine, you took them to church. (laughs) (laughs) I try. I just so genuinely want people to not have to go through what I went through um, to get to that point. Yeah. And like I said earlier too, I think it's um, uh, it, it allows you to feel fulfilled yeah. when you know the things that you've grown through. You can take those things and use those to help others move more efficiently and effectively. Mm-hmm. I remember there's a book I don't know if you've read it. It's Solving for Happiness. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember the author, but he uh, really successful guy in the Middle East. I think he was living in UAE, had I mean, just a ridiculous amount of money, had tons of boats, yachts, all that stuff. Um, and his son went in for routine surgery um, and ended up dying on the operation table. And it really just threw him. Um, it shifted everything in his life, like what is really important. And yes, we all have to make a living, right? We've got to pay the bills, but you can still shift and focus your life to have the things that you really care about in it. So for me, my mental health, my relationships with my family and my friends and my business, which is what I love to do. You're never gonna have it balanced, you know, 33.3% every day. Um, But as long as you really focus on that and incorporating that into your life, I think that can really guide you in the long run to have that happy life. Um, Because I think a lot of people just don't wanna face the reality that they're not happy. And I speak about that in my book. I think we're all kind of living a lie to a degree, um, at least up until the point where you realize you're, you know, you're lying to yourself. Mm. And I get it. It's easier, right? I mean, none of this is easy. I'm not pretending like it is because it took me really hitting that point. Um, it was my rock bottom, in a sense, to realize that it, this was not, I knew it wasn't working, right? Yeah. But I didn't know how to believe I could do more. I could be enough. and I was enough until I proved it to myself. So I think, yes, people get to that point, they may realize it, but what can we do to help people realize that now without having to get to that point? Yeah, a couple of things too. Your life is hard. Yeah. Um, and yeah. You, know, you said the magic B word, balance. Mm-hmm. It's important to, to have that balance and 
you know, conquer the balance as well. But then when you are, and it's, it boils down to choices too. Yeah. I think, and when you are disciplined enough to make those proper choices, it it leaves you with being proud of the things that you've done because you've made yourself, you know, be disciplined enough to focus in on what's important to you. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's scary. I, I don't think it for is. a second that it is easy or any, it's fun. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, no doubt. But it's so worth it. It is so incredibly worth it. If you can get to that point where you know who you are and you're, you're comfortable in that and confident and embrace that. It's just such a freeing experience. I feel really fortunate to have gotten to that point in my life so early. Um, and it didn't take me being on my deathbed or God forbid, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really close to me to really shift everything. And, and each choice you make is, uh, it gives you the opportunity to have the courage to step into your brave. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Well, before we get off, uh, if you don't mind sharing with the audience where they can go follow you and check you out and get that book. Yeah, absolutely. So Catherine F as in Frank Burmeister.com is the best way to find me. I'm on social media, K uh, F Burmeister. So that's the best way to check things out. I'll have book information there and you can read about my speaking and writing engagements in case anybody wants me to speak or write about self care, uh, the law and being a business owner. Um, yeah. So that's where you can find me. Good deal. Again, I just want to say thanks so much for taking the time to interview with the Success Chronicles, and I wish you continued success. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you guys for checking out this episode. We'll see you next time. God bless. Go get it.